What is up, Conscious Monkeys? Welcome to another episode of Catch Up with Clayton. As always, I'm your host, Clayton, and that is still hilarious to me to say every single time. I am coming to you from Pisa, Peru, and I am also coming to you on July 19th because I realized that the next week of my life is going to be so cool, so fun, so exciting. I Tomorrow I go to Machu Picchu, and... Uh, well, I'm already getting ahead of myself for next week's, but it, next week's is going to be absolutely insane. Um, it's going to involve Machu Picchu, ayahuasca, and just life-changing moments for sure. But that is not what we're going to talk about today. Today, we are actually going to talk about my last week. And in the last week, incredible, incredible experiences. Um, it started off with hiking in Costa Rica talking about figuring out that word for the feminine. Remember how we came up with wounded masculine? I think we may have found the word for feminine. We'll get to that. Uh, review of my first yoga retreat. A girl um, at that retreat uh, is going to be doing ayahuasca at the same time, and we have an interesting thing planned. I missed my flight to Peru, but it made me realize something super cool. And last but not least, I arrived in Cusco and traveled to Peru and going to tell you a lot about that because I realized a lot about myself with it. So first things first, let's start off hiking in Costa Rica. So cool. I mean, it was like going through this river. So we were like on the side of the mountain and then we'd go into the water and then back on the mountain, back in the water. And so my shoes got trashed. I ended up having to leave them there because they did not dry out and they smelled rancid to say the least. However, the hike, it was so cool. The waterfalls, if you follow me on Instagram, you saw all the pictures. I'm sure you could go find them in the highlights. And I'm going to be posting more on there from that trip because I still got some more stuff backed up. So cool. Got to see some howler monkeys, saw some spider monkeys. It was some conscious monkeys. (laughs) And it was so fascinating. I mean, I loved it. I loved just seeing monkeys like in their natural habitat. It was kind of interesting because like the locals, if the monkeys got a little close, they would start like backing away because monkeys, I guess, love to throw poop, which I thought was a stereotype, but apparently it's a real thing. So if a monkey got close to you, that people would get the hell out of there because the monkey was probably going to throw some poop at them. Uh, <laughs> so just know that if you ever go to Costa Rica, don't get too close to the monkeys. Um, so that was cool. And let me see if was there anything else. There was massive spiders that were just insane to look at. Uh, I think one of them was like missing two legs and it walked like super fucking creepy. Like that was, it was like some type of, um, that lady who comes through like the TV. It was like that type of shit, but as a spider. So that was probably the closest thing to creepiness that I've experienced, but still cool. Like I still enjoyed seeing that. They also had these like little stingless bees, which, they looked like flies. Like they were just all black. They're about the size of a fly, but then looked like a bee. And it like, didn't annoy me as much as flies annoys me. Like I actually thought they were pretty cool to like, kind of just hang out with. Like I was kind of cool with them being around. <laughs> See what I did there? Being, be around day or bees. Oh, I cracked myself up. <laughs> all right. Moving along. Wounded masculine. And what did we want to call the feminine? Because remember we talked about this where I was trying to point out that I hated, I hate, I hate, I hate, hate's a strong word. I really dislike when people say, oh, it's toxic masculine, toxic femininity. Like it's, it's weird because toxic means it's purely bad. And 
it's unhealthy. And I, I do agree with the unhealthy portion of it, but toxic just seems like such a strong word that it really disempowers what is trying to be said. And so I've been getting the fuck away from that terminology. And what I like for masculine energy is wounded masculine. I believe that that is perfect. And I was talking with a girl who was a co-host of the retreat who is going to be coming on the podcast, but her computer crapped out. And so we weren't able to actually record. And we were actually supposed to be recording right now. But as you can tell, I'm not recording that right now. I'm recording this right now. And she will be on in the in the future, but because we had some very, very interesting conversations. And the one conversation came up to the toxic feminine. And I was telling her, I was like, I don't like it. There's something else for it. And in our conversation, I think I figured it out. And females, I would love your feedback on it. So we have wounded masculine and for feminine, we have controlled feminine. I believe controlled feminine makes the most sense. For some reason, it still feels a little off to me. Maybe it's because I'm not a female. So it's hard for me to confirm that, but I would love to hear from the females. If you guys can confirm that being in this controlled feminine is the unhealthy version of it, trying to have a controlled feminine energy. I know wounded masculine. When I say that it resonates with my soul, it resonated with this girl's soul as well. So I know we're on target with that. We're on target with that. So I want to hear what you think about controlled feminine. Not sure. Not 100% sure where to go with that. That's what that is. And we actually, interesting enough, started getting into the idea of desexualizing nudity, which is a very fascinating topic. And this is something that I might bring up a little bit later in this podcast. But the core concept being is like, you know, if you see like a little kid running around and they're nude, it's like not a big deal. There's also plenty of tribes in forests who are nude and it's not a big deal. And there's also was an instance where the entire group went skinny dipping and it wasn't a big deal. And so it like, there wasn't the sexual energy that was within it. Now I personally was, went to bed before the, skinny dipping happened, but based on the way people were talking about it, there wasn't this sexual drive behind the nudity, which I found so fascinating in the way people were talking about it. You know, so I I don't know where to go with that conversation. I can't wait to have this girl on in the future. This she's an incredible story as is, and I just can't wait to have her on. It's going to be super cool. So I'm going to leave that at that moving along. Um, my first yoga retreat, it was super cool guys. Like it was super, super cool. It was a hell of an experience. Something I suggest everyone tries to do at least once in their life, some sort of retreat with people. If, if you're a part of a yoga studio, if you're a part of some sort of club, go for it. Highly recommend it. Um, This was, you guys know James Phillips. He was on episode three and episode 14. And I highly recommend you go listen to episode three because he's an incredible story. But, and I'm going to try to get him on the podcast. He was actually another person whose laptop died and he's had this laptop for like a month or two or something. And it's died on him like crazy shit like that. So I want to get him on to hear his reaction of the yoga retreat and just bring him back on because I love having conversations with that guy. And he was the one who really got me to go. Cause I was just like, dude, fuck. Yeah. Like I want to support you. Like this is the guy who 
is a yoga teacher who I've known for three years now, always been a yoga teacher, pushing, hustling, and finally the universe seems to be rewarding him. He's got like three or four more yoga retreats already signed up. And it's it's so amazing to watch from my perspective because it emphasizes that the universe will take care of you. If you do what you mean need to do in this reality, if you do what lights your soul on fire, the universe will take care of you. And it was interesting because I brought this up at the retreat and somebody told me like this cool metaphor for it, which was, you know, everybody wants to live like an exciting life, but they're not willing to jump out of the plane for the universe as a parachute to catch them. And I thought it was such a beautiful analogy or metaphor. I still need to remember which one of those it is. I guess it's an analogy and it's so true. It's like, you got to do what you fear to do. You can't open your parachute in the plane to make sure that it opens. You have to jump in order for you to be able to open your parachute and for the physics of the universe, the physical laws, the laws that govern all of this reality around us to help you survive. And I thought it was so cool, such a great metaphor because it makes so much sense to me, especially now on the journey that I'm on and where I'm at in my life. Um, and I mean, that leads me into the other part of this, which was like the bonding and the people that were there. It was so cool because everybody who was there was supposed to be there. There was just like this feeling of <sighs> feeling of everybody had a purpose there. And I truly believe everybody has a purpose in life, but it was so wild to kind of see that on a week long retreat with people. I didn't even know James was the only person I knew going into this. And there were people who I came out with and like, Dude, we're like fucking soulmates of some sort. Like we're connected at this like deep primal instinct or not even primal, but this deep spiritual connection, which actually leads me into the next thing that I wanted to talk about was, and I'm going to try to keep this as ambiguous as possible um, because I don't know if she's okay with me, like kind of putting all this out there. I got to confirm with her, but um, we met at this retreat, the yoga retreat, and I told her that I was going to Peru that, you know, the following week to do ayahuasca. And she was like, Oh, that's so cool. Like I'm considering it. I still don't know if I am yada, yada, yada. And, you know, long story short, she ended up, uh, she's doing it in Costa Rica. And it was crazy because we realized that on Friday, which is in like five days from when I'm recording this, it would be the day after your first hearing this, that, we're going to be doing it at the same exact time. I think she starts maybe like 30 minutes earlier, but we're doing it at the same exact time. And I thought that was crazy. I was like, holy shit. Like, you know, maybe we should see if we're going to see each other like in this trip realm. She was like, hell yeah. Like I'm down to kind of like set that sub intention. And what I realized, cause I started journaling about my intentions and my meditating on it. What I realized is that, you know, if you set the intention of just like running into somebody, it's like, I have a feeling that ayahuasca is going to be like, get this garbage out of here. Like we're here to do some like deep healing. And so what I realized is and I, I sent her this. I was like, Hey, I think we should set our intention that if we're able to help each other with something that we're like, then we like kind of can connect and, you know, experience that together. And I was like, Hey, like if you're down for that, I'll set that as my intention. And she was like, fuck yeah. Like I'm going to set that as my intention. So <laughs> I'm getting pretty excited just even thinking about it. So get ready for that element of the ayahuasca story. We'll see if that comes to fruition. If not, then it wasn't meant to be. We weren't able to help each other, but maybe, maybe just being in, maybe even us just talking about it is helping each other. Maybe it's helping her and myself and we don't even realize it. I think that'd be super cool. 
Um, so then moving along, uh, the yoga retreat got wrapped up and we were moving along and we got it back into San Jose. So the yoga retreat was in Perto, Perto. Wow. Geez. I can't, I don't even know what language I speak anymore. I'm trying to like learn Spanish. I know Portuguese. And so now we're trying to move it back to English for you guys. Um, Porto Jimenez. So <laughs> we started in Porto Jimenez. That's where the yoga retreat was. And so we needed to fly back to San Jose. So we flew back to San Jose and I was spending the night in San Jose and my flight was at 7 a.m. And so I had my alarm set for 4 a.m. to make sure I got to the hotel or got to the airport in time, was able to get there. And I ended up sleeping through my alarm. I woke up at 6 a.m. And I just was the first thought, I didn't even look at my phone. The first thought was fuck. The first thought was fuck, 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 fuck. I missed my flight. Woke up at 6 a.m. I got an Uber to the airport. I get there like 10 minutes later and the guy's like, yeah, we closed ticketing 10 minutes ago. We can't let you go, blah, blah, blah. And I was just like, ugh. And everything was perfect about this flight too. That was the crazy thing. It's like I was going to land at like, you know, five o'clock in Peru. Like it wasn't a red eye. It was everything was just so nice, let's say. And so I had to reschedule. And so the cost trade-off analysis of it was for me to end up getting a flight that left San Jose, I think at like five o'clock or six o'clock at night, land in um, Lima, at 10 o'clock at night. And then the next flight from Lima to Cusco wasn't until the next morning at like 4 a.m. And I cannot tell you how rough that was. There was like no sleep. I got basically no sleep. I was trashed. I think I still might be trying to catch up on that sleep. And so, but here's the deal. Um, so that's kind of the negative of it because it was brutal. Um, but what I realized was something super powerful in the process. So like when I initially missed my flight, I was like, okay, you know, giving myself back to all these things we talk about, like it has to be for my highest self. Somehow there must be a bigger picture here that I'm missing, yada, yada, yada. And so here's what essentially occurred after missing my flight. I went to like the information desk and I was chilling there. I was like, Hey, I need some help. They couldn't help me. They sent me to Kiwi because that's who I booked with. I wish I didn't plug them there because then I called them and I was like, Hey, can you guys help me out? Like I missed my flight. They're like, why'd you miss your flight? Like I slept in and they're like, Oh, well that's your responsibility to get up and get to the airport on time. I'm like, no shit. <laughs> I'm like, I know that's my responsibility, but can you not at least help me out at all? They were like, no, we can't do anything except for like, you can book another one and get to, I was just like, dude, you gotta be kidding me. So before I drive into that, well, I guess we're going to go into that right now. So what it ended up incurring was, is that I had to buy another $400 flight, which was annoying, the fuck, which is annoying as fuck. And I'm starting to kind of hit the end of my barrel with money. I, my savings is probably down to like, what would it be? Probably I'm probably down to like one twentieth of what I started with. And so of my investments and so, or the savings I had to invest in traveling and savings I had to invest in the podcast. And by the end of this trip, I'll probably be down to even less than one twentieth of my savings, which is scary as fuck. But you know, I, I kind of am at this place where it's okay. Um, but that brings me back to the point that I had to buy another $400 flight and I spent it with the intention that's going to come back to me ninefold as I always do, because that is all that we can do. And 
through buying that flight, I realized something. And this is crazy. This is like blew me away. My meta intentions with ayahuasca is physical healing. Like I want to be able to physically heal myself, whether it's my eyesight, whether it's like a joint pain that I'm having, whether it's becoming more muscular, whether it's becoming more shredded in general, like more abs. I want to have more I hate the, the word control isn't the right word for it. I want to have, I want it. I, I, I want to be able to do that if I, if I need it. Um, Cause right now my eyesight isn't the best. So I want to heal that. And so it was very health orientated. What I realized is, is that two weeks ago, I guess three weeks now I got COVID. I got COVID, which, you know, was just detrimental to my health. It was rough. I could not enjoy Hakka whatsoever. I enjoyed like two days and then I was just out. I was out for the count. And so I realized that there was the health intuition. The next thing was relationships. So like, I'm, I still feel like there's something off with me internally about relationships, whether it's unconditional love, whether it's something that's not completely healed around finding a divine mass, a divine feminine woman. Um, so maybe there's something leaking from my divine masculine. I'm not a hundred percent sure, but I'm still trying to figure that out. And what was interesting is that when I thought about that, it reminded me of being surrounded by the naked women um, because the, there was one girl who, you know, whenever I got that Airbnb the last night, she was basically naked the whole time. And I was kind of in this weird perplexing state of like trying to not treat it as being an arousal state, as it just being as it is what it is state, because I, there's just something there. I can't quite articulate what it is, but there's something there. So to get back to my story, I feel like there's something there with my relationship mentality. And then the last piece of the puzzle was the abundance around money. Like money should just be flowing into me. I'm an abundant creature. Why is it not just flowing every single which way? And so that was another intention. So those were like my three meta intentions. And that last one with money came when I needed to spend this another $400 on this flight. And so what I wanted to propose is, is that in these weeks leading up, my intentions, health, money, relationships, they all got tested. They all got some sort of push or poke in this last two weeks. And I think it's pretty, pretty fucking cool. I think it was pretty amazing. I mean, I, I handled it the best that I could. And there was another comment here I have with, um, yeah, fuck it. It's kind of ego. No, it's not. So what happened was, is whenever I missed my flight to Peru initially, and I went to the information desk and I started talking to them and I was like, Hey, like that, I basically put on my laptop. I connected to it with on my smart, my phone through, uh, what's it called? Like, uh, the link, it's not Bluetooth, but it's, um, where you can send data hotspot through my hotspot. And so I was able to like buy another ticket on my laptop. Well, right after I bought my ticket, another guy comes out of nowhere and he's like, he's like, you know, in a panic and he's talking to the people at, the flight information desk and he's like hey like i have to get this thing you know print or i need to do something to get into the dominican republic i need to fill out this form i can't do it blah 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 that i can't do it on my phone the guys are like i don't know how to help you and he kind of like we kind of like make eye contact and he's like hey man like can you help me out i'm like he, he said something like that like are you gonna be late for your flight and i was like no, nah, man, I already missed my flight. And he's like, can you help me out so I don't miss mine? And I was like, hell yeah, man. Like, here's my laptop. And so then he filled out all of his stuff and we got to talking. And I realized in that moment, I was like, this is part of the reason why I wasn't supposed to make that flight was because here was a dude that was in such a deeper panic than I was. And so that to me, it was just, 
very inspiring, very like connected to know that I was helping this guy, to know that I was helping him on his evolution, his path, his journey in life. And it was quite something to realize like, hey, at least I'm not in that much of a panic that I'm just cool with this and I don't have anything I need to do. And so I found it to be such a beautiful thing. So that was cool. So the flight, I arrived in Cusco. Yeah, again, I was just tired as shit. Like guys, I cannot describe to you how tired I was. And on top of that, Cusco is like two miles above sea level. So then I'm getting battling, like not being able to breathe as deep and, you know, dehydration. And I'm not sure if you could hear it a lot in this recording, but like if I've been taking deep breaths, it's because the air is thin as shit up here. And I mean, I love it though. That's see, that's but I learned all these crazy like hydration things. And so I'll, I'll actually share that with you. So one is to put uh, chai seeds into water. Um, and just drink that. It, it gets a little weird texture, but it's, it gets you hydrated. Um, let me see here. Another one was mint. Uh, create a tea of mint and hibiscus flower uh, because it'll help like pump blood through your circulation, help circulate you know oxygen through your system. Um, there was another plant that they gave that I just soaked in water and then drank the juice. Oh, it's two, two, two. So I don't know what that means for you guys, but it means dope shit's coming for me. So let's go. Um, uh, what was the other hydration thing? Oh, it was a beet, like a beet and blueberry juice that you just slurp down and it, I guess, hydrates you. I don't really know all the science behind it. Just telling you what they told me. Uh, but to get back to the the actual drive from Cusco to PSAC, and PSAC is actually where I'm staying now for the next two weeks, it was incredible. It was absolutely incredible. It reminded me of Salt Lake City, Utah, if you've ever been there, where you drive up this entire mountain and and what happens? You the the entire city of Cusco is like down in this bowl of a mountain, and uh, the mountain range was so incredible. And then I get to PSAC, and the mountain range is even more incredible here. And I'm just in awe. I'm absolutely in awe. And again, go check out my Instagram if you want to see videos and pictures of it, because I know I'm going to be uploading even more. Um, it was super cool too. I even it was just it's just incredible. It's so cool. Like everybody's just like very mountainy, super cool. Nobody speaks English, which I love so I can practice my Spanish. It's dope. And, um, Oh, I walked by someone with a llama, like a pet fucking llama <laughs> or no, not a llama, an alpaca, a pet alpaca, which was so cool to see. Like, like what? Like she had it on a leash. I was like, what in the hell are we doing here? Like, I thought it was so cool. So cool. Um, and I think what also like, I really realized is that I like the mountains over the jungle, um, mountains over jungle guy. I don't know if there's a, uh, I don't, I don't know if there's a, um, what do you want to call it? Like a, a like a war going on between mountains versus jungle, but I'm a hundred percent mountains over jungle, which is interesting because if I think about it, I feel like I think that it would be cooler to be in the jungle than the mountains. But I know after this trip that like mountains over jungle in my mind, 110%. Um, yeah. Oh, I think the, the thing on like, you know, quizzes usually like beaches or mountain, which is interesting. I don't know. That's a tough one for me. It might still be mountain over beaches, but I don't know. It's maybe, I don't know what calls me about them. Um, but yeah, I can't wait. And guys, again, next week's episode is going to be so freaking insane. I might leave out some of the ayahuasca stuff. So I actually put it in its own like podcast episode. But with that being said, I guess we'll see. I have no idea what's going to happen, guys. I honestly didn't even know the past 
you know, I guess you haven't seen this next episode coming up, but like last week I did a rest, you know, episode and this next episode I'm going to do is going to be another rest episode, but you'll, you'll have to just see that on Monday. With that being said, go follow me on all the channels, sign up for some Akashic Records readings because I love doing them. I learn, you learn, and it can actually even heal physical conditions, I guess. Um, yeah, which was super interesting because she didn't even ask about the physical condition, but I told her something that like unlocked her and she was like, oh, fuck yeah. Like I saw this thing healed after what would it have been like six months. It healed within the last two days since our session. I don't know if it's permanent, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, holy shit. I'll have to pull up with her see if it is permanent. I assume it would be, but at the end of the day, what the hell do I know? What the hell does anybody know? We're just conscious monkeys floating through space on a piece of dirt that if you zoom out far enough, it looks like a pin needle and nothing. So, fuck. With that being said, Conscious Monkeys, I love the shit out of all of you, every single one of you. I hope you have an amazing day, amazing rest of your week, and... I will undoubtedly see you all in the sixth dimension.